Gents, vacations are back. It's time to hop Woo. back on these cruise ships, and we're going to talk to somebody who has a lot of experience in that space. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday, and let's get this show on the road. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. (laughs) Drop the heat, baby. Yeah, all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is you listen to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. If today's guest has learned one thing over the past 30 years of managing some of the largest, most luxurious cruise ships in the world, it is that perfect is not the goal. It is only the beginning. Our guest spent much of his career living among his customers, clients, and co-workers out there on the open seas. And what he learned was that when companies approach customer service with the intent to exceed customer expectations rather than just meet them, higher levels of customer satisfaction, retention, loyalty, and repeat business can be accepted, expected. Repeat business and customer loyalty are the difference between success and failure. And with some help and guidance from our guest today, you can be sailing in your own sunset with a ship full of loyal customers too. Joining us today from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, author of Repeat Business Inc. and the more than perfect customer service model, welcome to the show, Paul Rudder. There it yeah. is, Paul. All right. Look at him. Look at him. Get up. Yeah. What are talking about, Paul? All right. Let's jump into this program. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, first of all, thank you for that intro. I don't think I have anything to add to that. I think we're done. Thank you so much. That was an absolutely perfect intro. All right, perfect. ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, all right, man. Customer service. Uh, you know, it's funny. We we go to we I've been going through a lot of advertising things, right? And you know, people often in advertising talk about the features that this thing is gonna offer, but an experience. An experience is completely different. You may not have the best product, you may not have the best food, but if you can provide a customer with an amazing experience, they talk about it forever. What's been your experience in customer service? Well, if there's one thing that the past year has told us is that businesses cannot compete on price alone. There's always gonna be somebody just a click away that is cheaper than you or is lowering their price. And so businesses today really need to compete on service and the customer experience. There's an old saying out there that people remember the service a lot longer than they remember the price. And so you really have to create what we call in our industry memories. 
So let me tell you, I come from the hospitality industry, I come from the travel industry, and, and most importantly, I come from the cruise industry where I've worked on board, as you mentioned, some of the largest and most luxurious cruise ships in the world. And the cruise industry is very unique because we are one of the few businesses where we live with our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't know if you guys have, uh, have taken a cruise before, if you've been on board a ship, but if you have, and I'm sure your listeners have, you know, we live with our customers. We can't get away with them, uh, get away from them, which we don't want to, but we couldn't if we wanted to. So the largest cruise ships in the world have over 6,000 guests on board. They have over 2,000 crew members on board. So over 8,000 people in a metal box in the middle of the ocean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and so we have to have policies and procedures in place for, for just about anything and everything. And so I always ask when I talk to land-based businesses, what if you had to live with your customers? Would you treat them any differently? Do you have policies and procedures in place to cover just about anything that may go wrong? So before the pandemic, customer service was important, but now customer service is just one part of the whole customer experience. People want to know that if they do business with you, they, they want it stress-free. They don't want to stress out with anything doing business with you from the moment they think about doing business with you. And so if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us or should have taught us is that you cannot compete on price alone. Service is so much more important. It really is the new marketing and it's the new advertising. That's how you uh, make a name by having your customers do all the marketing for you. It's different though when I think of what uh, customer service is from a business owner standpoint, then when I think of it from a customer standpoint, and you've been on a ship, you know, 8,000 people on a ship, uh, temp tempers tend to flare, alcohol gets in the mix, people are having a good time mixing up, you know, there's always situations that, that come up. Um, what are some of those things that as, as land-based businesses, we can kind of learn from what you're already doing when dealing with customers 24 hours a day? to help kind of bring an experience that they're looking for? Because we all think as a, as a business that we have a good customer experiences, but what is it that separates a, a, an actual experience that people remember and talk about versus an experience that you think was cool because they paid, but not necessarily is something that they're gonna come back to? So let me, uh, let me approach that from a few different areas. First of all, there was a survey a few years back where they surveyed business owners and asked them if they felt they delivered an excellent customer, if they delivered excellent customer service. And 81% of business owners, C-suite owner, C-suite executives, senior executives, 81% said that they felt their business delivered excellent customer service. They then went to the customers of these businesses and asked if they felt they received excellent customer service and I don't know if you want to take a guess at what the answer was, but the customers, only 8% of the customers felt that they received excellent customer service. So there's a real big divide about what the owners think that they're providing and what the customers think that they're receiving. So the second part of your question was, what can we do on board from living with our, our customers? The first thing that any business has to do is actually listen to their customers. I know it's been said over and over again, but as customers, if we have a problem, the first thing we want to do is to just feel that we're being heard. We don't want to repeat a problem over and over again to maybe the first person we come in contact with. 
and then they have to go to their supervisor and I have to repeat the problem all over again. People just want to be heard and they want their problems or their concerns. They want to feel that somebody's listening and will take them seriously and will take care of that problem in a timely manner. And so on board, that's one of the things that we have to do. Uh, on average, if a, pro if a customer has a problem, they only want to speak for two minutes. That's it. Let them speak. Let them get it off their chest. Listen, so sh uh, show some empathy to the customer. They just want to feel that they're being heard. And then, of course, you have to follow through. On board a ship, if we don't follow through, they're right there in front of us. So if they, let's say, have a problem with their air conditioner and their, and their stateroom isn't working, and we say, okay, we'll have it fixed in 30 minutes. Well, if four hours go by and it's still not fixed, we know they're going to be standing right in front of us again. So we need to follow up and follow through and make sure that we're doing uh, the things that we uh, promised or the things that we would, uh, said that we're going to do to the customers. You know, that idea of being heard, I think it works in two ways. We focus our attention, uh, at least with with uh, with our business, on video testimonials, getting people to say amazing things about the experiences that they've had with the different businesses that they've worked with. Now, a video testimonial can go both ways in this case, right? What you just described right there, if somebody, you know, asked to repair their AC and you said 30 minutes and it became four hours, it doesn't matter that the AC was fixed. The experience was not that great because you set an expectation of 30 minutes and you failed by making it four hours. You're going to get a video testimonial, especially today, an Instagram story. I'm still waiting. It's hot in here. And they said they were going to fix it. Those are negative things that we, that we are going to, are going to get back. You know, in a world today where everything is captured on video, where every moment is shared, uh, how much emphasis are cruise ships and, and, and different businesses, how much should they be focusing their attention on getting and capturing good video testimonials and good uh, content for their clients versus kind of letting the ball drop and, and getting some of that negative, uh, in, negative um, marketing that they don't, nobody ever wants? Well, it, it's funny you bring that up because um, I, I don't know how much you follow, you know, the cable news, cable news loves when something goes wrong on a cruise ship because they get the passengers who are on board at the time actually on their shows telling mm -hmm. everybody about either, you know, they've come down with the flu or there was a fire on board. And so yeah. they play up all the negative aspects. And, and so it, it's a concern for us. We, we know what the world is today and, and how social media and technology is playing into that. And so that's why it's important to capture uh, the little, the little uh, wow moments, we call them, where we go above and beyond for people uh, that, that really gets their attention. Um, uh, so yes, you're absolutely right, getting positive feedback. And in the cruise industry, we, we send out evaluations at the end of every cruise. And so we're getting feedback every single week. And it's so important to learn from that feedback. Uh, if something goes wrong, what can you learn from it? Uh, a, a lot of businesses, a lot of people sort of dismiss negative feedback and don't think they can learn anything from it. But if you see trends in your feedback, then that's certainly something you can learn from and take away from. And, and when customers are taking the time to tell you that there's been a problem, you need to accept that and, uh, and do something about it because only 4% of customers will tell you something's wrong. The, nine, the other 96%, they just walk down the street to your competitors. So yes, getting positive 
video testimonials, uh, absolutely critical. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your experience on these ships. Many, many years of being on cruise ships. First of all, I mean, my hat's off to you because James was a Navy guy. Me on ships, I don't do so well as far as, you know, the motion type stuff. Uh, 30 years. What did you start off doing on the ship? What did you end up doing? And how does that shape your life today? Well, it's funny because I come from Connecticut, uh, up in New England. I graduated Boston University. Uh, go Terriers, a little plug for the Terriers. And uh, the way I got the job was, is that I actually took my dog for a walk. I was in Connecticut. I just graduated college. I lived across the street from the high school that I grew up in. I was taking my dog for a walk in the big high school, throwing the ball he was getting, his, or she was getting her exercise. The principal of the high school walked out at that particular time, who I happened to know because I lived across the street and we had a we had a music program I was involved in. So we knew each other. He said, Paul, how you doing? What's happening? Just graduated college. And he just looked at me and said, how'd you like to work on a cruise ship? And I sort of looked around and to make to make sure he was talking to me. Um, he knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And the next thing I knew, I was working on board a cruise ship. Uh, I was working in, a, in the casino. This was back in the late 70s when they had, were putting a few slot machines on, on ships. It was just starting out, the, the casinos. And this gentleman from the school uh, was just putting a few slot machines. They needed a cashier. And so if I hadn't taken my dog for a walk at that particular time and that particular day, my life would be completely changed. So that's how I started out in the cruise industry. I just loved it. I was traveling in the Caribbean. It was getting cold in Connecticut. They flew me to Florida. I joined my first ship. I mean, what's not to love? I'm 21, 22 years old. Uh, and so um, I stuck with it. They kept sending, they sent me to Europe. Of course, I'm going to stay on board and do all of these things. And then it just got in my system. And then I could see different jobs around the ship and uh, different positions. And I always uh, was uh, gravitated towards cruise staff and the cruise director, the gentleman who's on stage. He hosts all the entertainment, hosts the big activities really the liaison on board between the company and the guests. And I uh, uh, was uh, gravitated towards that position and about 30 years ago became a cruise director and have stuck with it ever since. Uh, and, and it's just been a fascinating career. And I just, uh, it's once it gets into your blood, it's kind of hard to get out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I do remember from being on the cruise ship is that hype guy, that guy at the beginning that gets the party started. There's so many people who are nervous when they get on a ship. They're nervous because they haven't been on a vacation in a while. They're nervous because they're going out to sea. They're nervous because they have kids and they don't know what to expect. Uh, and so you get on the ship and you first take off. And you're, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, uh, do I, do I go straight to the buffet? Do I, you know, grab a, a drink? Do I, you know, jump in the pool? What do I, what do I do? And that liaison comes in and just kind of gets things going and gets the mood started. And I don't know if you guys ever sleep, like what happens, you know, on a ship as a director? I mean, are, are you, are you the, like the orchestra guy? Like you're like, okay, next is, you know, we get things going over here. Next is this party. Do you have it like all mapped out and you kind of get to pick and choose or are you kind of going off the I, I imagine you're not going you know just off the cuff here you have things uh squared away can you can you walk me through what that position entails sure well as the cruise director my team is in charge of activities and entertainment onboard activities and all the entertainment so um, i have a great team so uh on the last ship i was on there was 150 people that reported just to me and that included the cruise staff that run all the activities the youth staff that take care of the, we had 10 youth staff to care of the program. 
25 people on the sports team. We had all the bands and the musicians. We had about 45 singers and dancers that were in the production shows on the ship. We had two different production shows. So there was about 150 people. So I have some senior staff members who run their own divisions. They report to me and then I report to the hotel director. I'm a division head in charge of what's called the cruise division. And so we're considered the fun people. We do all the great activities, the trivias, the bingos, the dance classes, the theme nights, all the sports um, uh, paraphernalia and the sporting games and equipment. We have, uh, um, we have what's called iFly simulated skydiving. We have rock climbing. We have uh, flow rider surfing. So these newer ships have just so many options for people that uh, it just is really an unbelievable time. And then, of course, we have great shows at night. So I host the shows every night and then I host a few activities during the week. But I have a great team who does most of the work and we get a few hours of sleep every night, whether we need it or not. So, uh, you know, our goal is to create memories for the guests. That's what we do. We create memories. And uh, our goal is to create such an exceptional experience that exceeds expectations that our guests will book their next cruise before this cruise is over. And that should be the goal of every business is making sure that your customers are coming back to you and not even thinking about going to your competition. And so that's our goal. And, and we have a person on board who will take those bookings. Uh, and we have found out that 98% of the people that give us a, a booking and give us a small deposit take their next vacation with us, 98%. So what if land-based businesses knew that 98% of their customers would come back because they had such great experience with them? Because that's what it's all about, is getting your own customers to come back to you over and over again. All right, I want to I want to kind of use this uh, little little time here to kind of go back in time. You're 21 years old on a cruise ship, uh, and you you kind of mentioned how your job and back then was cashier, but now your job is to make sure that there's a great customer experience. As a 21 year old, though, I mean, doing a cruise ship, you kind of why you're single, kind of ready to mingle type thing as well. Are there any rules uh, that you had to abide by when it comes to being a passenger versus being part of the crew? And, uh, and that kind of to kind of push off that, what are some of the things that you get people who are kind of timid or, or laid back? Do you kind of push them past their limits to make them a little more comfortable and have a little more fun? So to answer your first question, uh, when I first started in the industry, we were encouraged to, um, how can I put this nicely, um, socially fraternize with the guests to make sure that they had a good time and that and you know, uh, it, it was funny on the because on the ships, on the ships that I, I work on, Americans are the minority. There's very few Americans on board. So when you might have American um, women coming on board with an Italian waiter or a French waiter, I mean, they just go head over heels. So to answer your question, when I first started in the '70s, we were encouraged to fraternize with the guests. Now. No, it's off limits. It's immediate dismissal. Yes, you can talk to them. Yes, you can be nice to them. Yes, uh, you fraternize, uh, you, you can socialize with them. But other than that, no, everything else is off limits now, only because of lawsuits that happened in the past and uh, you know rumors that started. So now, uh, no, we're not, uh, it's, it's hands off. So uh, um, unfortunately, 
to answer your other questions, yes, we try to push people to get involved. We never want to go overboard. Um, if we, we have certain singles uh, activities or if there's a trivia, we'll try to get them on the same team together so that uh, it's team trivia and we, we try to get that. Um, so more and more, we're, uh, we know that the singles are a big demographic for us. And so we, we look out for them. We have singles get-togethers uh, throughout the cruise. All right, Paul, tell me a little bit about Paul Rudder Speaks. What am I going to find if I go to your website? What are, you, what are you doing these days in that space? Well, first of all, appreciate your asking. I'm just going to get a sip of your water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mouth runs dry sometimes. Absolutely. I know I'm doing a lot of the talking here, so I, I apologize in advance. But um, so on the website, I do have a, 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 my book that I wrote a few years ago, Repeat Business Incorporated, The Business of Saying in Business. Uh, it's just 50 tips and strategies, very simple read about what businesses can do today to keep their customers coming back tomorrow. It's pretty much everything we do on a cruise ship. Um, I also do uh, keynote speaking. I do uh, coaching. I do half day seminars, full day seminars. I do have what's called the more than perfect customer service model. Uh, and that is um, uh, really a deep dive into the customer service that a, a company provides for uh, customers. Uh, and then I have a new book coming out at the end of this year. It's called You Can't Make This Ship Up. It is my 40 years of life at sea and all the different stories and what land-based businesses can learn from the absolutely crazy stories that have happened on board the ships over the years. So, uh, uh, oh, and I should say, if people sign up for an email uh, list, they get a free ebook, a customer service strategy ebook that is free to download. Uh, so please make sure you check it out. And I really appreciate that. All right, ladies and gents, you heard that repeat business. That is where your gold lies. That's where your residual lies. That's what you want to do. And might as well take notes from somebody who's already been doing it for many, many years. PaulRudderSpeaks.com. All right, Paul, I wanted to ask you about, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a kind of a transition in the sense that you're on a ship. Now you're on land. You're doing public speaking. You're focusing more on business versus entertainment. What's that shift been like? Uh, and then after that, you got to tell me you can't make this ship up. You got to tell me a story from there. OK, um, so to answer your first part about what it's like now being on land, um, I met my wife on a ship. She she worked on board. This was in the uh, early 90s. She worked on board. I worked on board. We've been married 26 years. This year and a half that I've been home is the longest we've ever been together at any one time. So this is a whole new dynamic to our marriage <laughs> that we have never had to deal with before because I'm always traveling or she was traveling. She's an entertainer. And so that's a very unique dynamic is, is for me to be home for a year and a half so far. Uh, so, so that's been very interesting. You, you had to figure out, you know, she loves you. You just had to figure out if she likes you, right? Uh, exactly. Oh, we've, we've <laughs> said that before. Have you been in the room? Cause we've actually said that before. <laughs> uh, to give you a, an example from the book. Um, so we do lots of charters on board our ship, full ship charters, really a company or a business, or we do music cruises. But one time we had a charter on board that was a clothing optional charter, which means the ship was uh, uh, chartered by nudists. Oh. And so 12 miles after we sailed from port, when we're in international waters, 12 miles out, people could just take their clothes off completely naked around the ship. And so that was very interesting for me as a cruise director. You know how they say 
that if you're nervous speaking in front of people, just imagine them naked. Well, what, <laughs> what happens when you go out on stage and they actually are naked right in front of you? It was a, a very interesting cruise, very interesting dynamic. Oh, man, your jaw had a... Uh... You know, I, I just can imagine. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Some people just need to keep the clothes on, though, right? Well, I mean, come on, man. I, I don't. I got. I, I got to figure. The dancing had to look a little bit different. The activities had to be a little bit different. Uh, the application of sunscreen had to be a little bit different. I mean, that that was that. Tell me a little bit about how you felt hopping on stage and doing the activities. How long did it take you to get acclimated, or did you like uh, just follow suit, win in Rome? Well, no, I'm happy to say that uh, all the crew kept their clothes on, which is a big relief. We knew about this cruise for about a year. And so we had been planning. Now, this company is very smart. This company, that's all they do is do clothing optional charters. Ours was the 25th time they had chartered a ship. And so basically they pay us a set fee and then they're responsible for selling the cabins and We'll go anywhere within that week or however they chartered for. They can set the menus. They have a waiting list a mile long. They charge top dollar. They have found a little niche that they are just uh, um, uh, taking advantage of. Uh, it's really an incredible universe that we knew nothing about. But there's a big, there, there's a big society of clothing optional uh, uh, um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, clothing optional enthusiasts who, <laughs> who, who, who are, are very happy. These are military people. These are corporate CEOs who are on board. These are, uh, it, it was incredible. So uh, uh, the one thing I did learn was how to maintain eye contact, uh, <laughs> I, you know, eyes up. So, but it was a great, and, and they were very professional. I mean, you, you always have towels. We have fresh towels around the ship. Nobody ever sits on furniture, directly on furniture. Uh, there were some places you had to be dressed, like the main dining room and things like that. But for me, it was fascinating. I looked forward to it. Um, there were lots of different cultures on board. When we work on board, um, as I was saying, Americans are a minority. So, but there are other cultures. There's, you know, 60 or 70 different countries represented amongst the crew on board. So you have people that are not used to this sort of behavior. So it was a little different that way. They had to get used to that. And uh, if, if they were offended, they were able to get off the ship and go to another ship for a week. But those are some of the things that happen. I mean, we've had weddings planned during hurricane season. I can go on and on about all the great stories that have happened on board. What what's in the future for you, Paul? I mean, you know, at, at some point, um, you need to you need to come back to land, or at some point, maybe you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna die on a ship. I heard ships have morgues, anyways. I might as well, you know, keep doing this because I love doing it forever. Or do you have something planned for the future? Well, if you were to ask my wife, she would say, "Yeah, just keep going back." Keep, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm sort of winding down. I'm on the downward slope. That's why I've written this second book. I have done some speaking on land. Um, I'm, you know, getting towards retirement. I don't want to retire. I still love it. I work four to six months a year. The last two years before the pandemic, I was in Asia. I was selling out of China and Japan and Korea. I mean, you can't, you can't replace those experiences. So I'm willing to do it as long as, you know, the good Lord gives me good health to do it. Uh, and I still enjoy it. So uh, it'll be a few more years and then maybe I'll wind down and maybe do some speaking on land and, and then just do a lot of volunteer work and a lot of charity work. 
All right, Paul, one more time. How can people get a hold of you, get a copy of your books if they're looking to learn more about what you do? Yeah, again, uh, paulruddersspeaks.com. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, the new book, You Can't Make the Ship Up, is not yet available. We are going to have a pre-order campaign uh, coming down the road in a few months. Uh, but again, just sign up for the email over at uh, paulruddersspeaks.com and we'll keep everybody informed. Perfect. All right. Speaking of customer experience, uh, your episode 764, I'm hoping that we provided something of a unique experience for you when it comes to podcasting. Uh, can you do me a favor? Since we are in the testimonial business, let me know what your experience was like uh, on the Business Bros podcast. Well, I, I've been doing a few podcasts and I have to say this is absolutely wonderful. I love your enthusiasm here. Your questions were spot on. You've obviously done your homework and this was just an absolutely wonderful time. Great being with the business bros. Oh man, all right, Paul. Now, I, 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 I'm gonna ask you, how cool would it be to have people who have read your book come back to you with nothing but great things to say for you about you? Uh, that would be, well, that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do. We get customers to talk about you guys just the way Paul did. And I'm going to share the secret with you, Paul. All, I mean, this is our framework. We use it for every single episode, and this is how we do it. First, we recognize how awesome you are. We did a little bit of Google research. We put together that fire intro. We said, Paul is an amazing dude. Look at all this stuff that he's done. Then we had you on the show, and we asked you about more. Uh, we asked you more about the awesomeness that you are, and you shared with us some amazing stories, including a nude trip that tripped me out all right ladies and gents right uh, and then we asked you how you know what you thought about our show so ladies and gents this is how we do we help you get more customers by look you already performed a great service you've already done a good job you're doing amazing things your customers are happy let us help uh, help you get them talking about you a little bit more so all you guys got to do is just go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials and get your testimonials as soon as possible and by the way check out paul's book i mean you talk about advertising dude i can't make this ship up like that is one of the greatest titles that i've ever heard for a book so make sure you guys go check it out go to www.paulrutterspeaks.com uh, and get your pre-ordered squared away or reach out to Paul himself. You never know where he's talking. He can share about a bunch of cool stories and help you get more customers coming back on a regular basis. All right, ladies and gents, Paul, thank you very much for being on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time. Nice. Thank you. What a great, uh, great uh, joy being with you. Really had a great time. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana. Wait, 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 before we go. Three years today. Oh my gosh. I forgot. It is our anniversary. Three years Whoa. of podcasting. Paul, you're our anniversary episode. How about Three. that? Three. Three years of podcasting. I, I, I got I to share this quick story with you, Paul. I got to share this quick story with you. Uh, three years ago, I dragged James into podcasting. And I said, look, dude, uh, we're going to do this thing called podcasting. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, we're going to do it every day. He's like, uh, okay. I go, and we're going to do it for at least three years. And the goal was today. Today is the final episode forever. It's all over. So all you have are booked up eight weeks in advance. <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. No, but, uh, you know, it, it's a matter of commitment. Paul, when you first started on your ship, I'm going to ask you this. When, you know, you're 21 years old, did you commit to a certain time where you were going to say, I'm going to do this for a certain amount of time. And then if I don't like it, I'll leave. And if I do, I'll stick with it. Yes, it was three months. I had a commitment of three months and it's now been over 40 years. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. 
Pam, I'm going to ask you that same question. On day one, the way I got you to do the episodes was I grabbed a six-pack of Miller Lite, and I said, let's do this, dude. And that's how you started. That's where Business Bros came from. Are you happy you did it? Hell yes. Absolutely. Now I got even my own podcast that I got going on. So, And that's going to keep going. Podcast changed my life. Good job. <laughs> I wish I had a bottle of champagne, guys. I would have, you know, popped the champagne in on in honor of you guys today. Well, thank you very much. At least for saying that, I'll I'll visually pop the cork, and maybe we'll we'll pop a cork here later on today. All right, there ladies and gents, three years, Paul. Thank you again Woo-hoo. for coming on the show. Uh, maybe we'll celebrate and do a do a nudie trip. Who knows? But what? hey, you can't make this ship up. That's all there I'm saying. Go. All right, ladies and gents, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace, and we're hey, out. Guys. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.